Okay, Trevor, we're uh, here. We are last summit of the Sefer Megillah. Very exciting. The very top of the page. Sefer Rabban and Sefer Brayta. Poteah v'roeh golel u'mevarech v'chozer u'poteah v'koreh. Did I remember? Get this instructions as to how to properly have an aliyah to the Torah. So he says as follows: You open the Torah. You look into the Torah, meaning to the place where you're reading. You roll the Torah closed. You make a bracha. You go back. You open the Torah back up. and you read from the Torah. Remember? Uh, did we say this already? I don't recall. Um, so uh, that, remember, they, they used to have their aliyahs. They would read from the Torah. So you koray. Okay. Nowadays, you don't actually read, but you should read along. Right with the balkar. Rabbi Yudo Mer, no, poteach v'ra'eh u'mevarech v'korei. He skips one step. Rabbi Yudo, he says, you open the Torah, you look at it, you make the bracha, and you read it. He skips this, the stage where you close the Torah up before the bracha. My time with Rabbi Meir. Uh, what's the reason for Rabbi Meir? Kidu'ula, like Damar Ula mipema amar amru hakarei b'torah lo yisayel maturgaman. Why did they say that somebody who reads the Torah should not help out the maturgaman? Uh, meaning like he shouldn't like be translating. Kedisha lo yomru targum katuba Torah. It's in order that they not people not mistakenly say that the Targum translation is written in the Torah itself. Like maybe they say, oh, maybe people go, oh, my reading translation. I guess both Torah written in there, and then it must be like uh, along the way there would be translation. So Hachanami, meaning that's not true. So don't do that. So Hachanami here too, um, Rabbi. Uh, Rabbi Meir is concerned that what will happen that he's worried that people might think that the bracha are written in the Torah so instead of having the Torah open while you say the bracha you should close the Torah that's why I look away from the Torah that's exactly right Right. so Rabbi Meir disagrees he says Targum Ikelamite look when it comes to Targum there's a reason to think that look it's actually like you know the translation of the words it makes sense that you have a scroll that would have the words and the translation that would help somebody who's reading the scroll but bracha Ikelamite but it comes to bracha there's no reason to be concerned that there's a uh, that, that you make a mistake and as Boaz said correctly um, that what we'll see Amar Rabbi Zera Amar Ramana Halacha Poteach V'ro'eh Umevarech V'koreh so we see the Halacha seems to be exactly like what Rabbi just said and Boaz is correct that you, we have a, a practice that when we, even though we keep the Torah open ideally when we're reciting the bracha not everyone does it by the way but it is a proper practice uh, there is a custom to look aside you know while you're uh, saying the bracha whether it's to actually look at a sitter and you know, to read the bracha from, uh, from print the page but away from the Torah or just to not give the missing impression that you're reading from the Torah itself. Um, but it's not absolutely required. The Gemara asked a similar question we had at the end of yesterday's Amun. The Lema Halacha Grab Yehuda. Why didn't he just say that Halacha is like Yehuda? Why did he say the whole thing? Exactly the same answer we gave yesterday. Top of our Amun. Mishum Da'afli Because some people made a switch the opinions of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda and he wanted to be clear uh, what exactly he was saying the Halacha to be and not maybe just saying like a name and people would make a mistake which one that was. Okay, once we had uh, Rabbi Zera. According to Rabbanah, so we'll say another statement. Amar Rabbi Zera, Amar Rabbanah, haluchot v'habimot ein v'hem mishum kedusha. Interestingly, in the word luchot, Rashi at the top of the page of the fourth line says, luchot lo yadati mahin. I don't know what the luchot are. Interesting. Okay, it's nice to hear Rashi admit he doesn't know something. But some say he says uh, it sounds like he doesn't really think this is right. Otherwise, I don't know. But hein ha'asuyin l'sfarim shalanu she'inam asuyin begilayon. There's something that we have for like for our uh, books that are not for gilayon. I think he's saying like they're not really like maybe his books were more like books. Maybe sewn more together instead of having like a, like a scroll. So maybe that's the, I don't know, like the luach is. Maybe it means like the like the the binding or something like the, the cover to the book or something like that. Uh, that's possible. Uh, or the bimot. Rashi says bimot. Shayu osin lamelech. The parsha hamelech. They make like a platform for the king to read the Torah at uh, Halkel. 
So, uh, uh, so these things do not have inherent kedusha. Okay. Amar of Shvatya, Amar of Yochanan. Different statement now. Where Shvatya quotes Rabbi Yochanan saying, "Hagolel sefer Torah." Somebody who is rolling the scroll, Tarich Shiamidenu al Hatefer should place it on the sewing, like on the seam. Rashi says, "Kenegat Hatefer sheshamra uila hatkoyapet." What I mean here is the golel here really is the, is the roller, but I think what we're really talking here is the also the magbia, right? So the magbia angle. A lot of times, if it's like we have Sfardi sefer Torah, it's the same person does both things. Right, but the idea is when you're lifting it, it can pull, and if you have a, it will always rip on the on the weakest points. So if you have the tefer, it will rip, rip there. And that's just a good uh, practical piece of advice. That is halacha. You should do it. That's it. Furthermore, same uh, sequence here. If you're rolling the Torah, you should roll it from the outside, not to the inside. So when you close it together, you do it from the inside, not the outside. What does that mean? So let's go. Let's look at Rashi. Okay, hold your place. Let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, Okay, you want to roll the from one place to another place. And you're on your own. So how do you do? You put the Torah on your knees, okay, like on your lap. Imagine such a scenario, okay? So if you're rolling the Torah and it's sideways on your lap, so don't roll it outwards, because what's going to happen? So the part on the outside will un- unroll and fall on the floor. So rather roll it this way towards you so it doesn't roll on the floor. Okay, so that's just a practical suggestion to make sure the Torah doesn't be, isn't treated the bad way. When you come to like put it together, so you go from the inside to the outside to not cover the the Torah with your arms. I'm not exactly sure what the concern is there. Like you're reaching it, you're. Uh, maybe he's saying <laughs> you reach across, I, I guess, when you're cl- closing it in. So that, but I'm not sure why it's different than the Golo part. You're not going this way. You go this way. I'm not totally sure. Maybe, maybe something like that. You're going out. Yes, I'm going to check. And something like that. Okay, but the point is that to be not rude to the Sefer Torah. Okay. Furthermore, Amr of Shvat Yamar Yochanan, Asara Shakaruba Torah. If you have ten people, it means minimally ten people. Hagadol Shabehem Golel Sefer Torah. Okay, the great of them should get the honor of what we'll call glila, probably mishavga too, but meaning it's like rolling it up. That's a, that's a great honor. Hagolel notel sechar kulan. The one who's golel gets the schar of all of them. Wow, it's pretty awesome. Like we think glila is like this, like terrible, like this, like uh, you know nebuch uh, thing to get. You know, it's like insulting to get that glila, but it, 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 the Gemara here is telling us it's the best, uh, best of all. Why? The Amr Rabbi Shua ben Levi Asarash Akru B'Torah Hagolel Sefer Torah Kibel Sechar Kulan. Wow. Okay. The guy gets a scar ballon. The Gemara says, Wait, hold on a second. Sechar Kulan is not the daita. Wait. You really think he gets everyone's scar? Like everyone's like laning and doing things. He gets all the scar. Ella Ema Kibel Sechar Kinegu Kulan. No, he gets the scar equal to everyone else. Still pretty impressive, but it's not like he's snagging other people's uh, uh, scar. Vamer of Shad Yamer Berachlan. Same rabbis. Minayish Mishtamshim Ebatkol. From where there's a little random here. From where we know that you use a batkol. Me, if you hear a heavenly voice, you can actually make decisions based on the batkol. Rashi says. If you have sort of like a decision, like you made a decision on your own, and then you hear like a voice that says like yes or no, so you can follow the voice. That's not called like nechosh, like sort of like sorcery. That's not that way. Meaning, if you, he's not saying you should make like you don't know what to do and you're like waiting for the bakol to make a decision. He's saying you already made a decision and the bakol sort of supports your decision. That's okay. Okay. 
So it's like your inner voice, but it's an outer voice. So how do we know you can do such a thing? That uh, your, your ears will hear something from behind you saying, Okay, fine. But that's only true when you hear the voice of a man in the city, the voice of a woman in the field. What does that mean? Uh, because uh, traditionally, right, during the day, men were out in the fields working, and men, women stayed back in the city. So if you heard an unusual voice, or you hear a man's voice in the city during the day, that's unusual, then you can say, okay, maybe that's a bot clock to listen to it. Or the opposite, you're in the fields, you hear a woman's voice, that's unusual, so you can do that. Okay? And that's what it says, uh, yes, yes, no, no. And Rashi points out, it has to be double language. It has to be like one word yes, it has to be yes, yes, no, no. Okay, furthermore, very beautiful uh, line here. Anybody who reads in the Torah without Ni'imah, without a pleasant voice, or you learn, Shona, you're learning Mishnah, whatever it is, without Zimra, without a tome, without like a song, I've given it to them uh, statues that are no good. Meaning it's like, uh, it's no good if you read it, if you, if you read without a pleasant voice, and you have like learning where you're just learning and there's no like sing song in your voice. Well, okay. So Matibla Baya, so by attacks him again from logic. Mishimdulo Yada, Livesume Kala, Mishpatimla Yachyubahem, Karipe. What just because he can't uh, he can't say the call with a bisume like uh like to ple- like a like a pleasantness or a sweetness to the voice, it's called like Mishpatim that you shouldn't live by? Like that seems like a real like uh, knock. Like, it's no it's no good at all. No, Ella Kidarab Masharsha, rather it's that's to reinterpret that puzzle. Like, it's not really telling us that halacha. And I'm saying Rabbi Shari says, "Amar shnei tamidah chachamim hayoshim biirachat ve'enochin zeh etzeb b'halacha." Here's a very beautiful point. If you have two tamidah chachamim who live in one city and they can't be pleasant with each other in halachic matters, meaning even if they argue, they still will treat each other respectfully. That's what it seems like to be saying. Aleim akaduv omer begaminin tadilahem chukim lo tovim u'bishvatim lo yichu behem. Right? That's what it's like. It's like I gave them bad laws and uh, statutes that they should not live by. Okay. Now, I'm Rabbi Parnach. Rabbi Parnach says, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Name Rabbi Yochanan. Call ha'uchei sefer Torah arum nikbar arum. Gemara says, anybody who holds a sefer Torah when you're naked, you'll be buried naked. It's a whole sentence. The whole sentence statement doesn't make sense. Arum is not going to that. Wait, you're buried naked? What are you talking? That's ridiculous. Ela ema nikbar arum below mitzvot. Says, no, you'll be buried uh, naked without mitzvot. It means naked for mitzvot. Okay, but still, it's a very strange statement. Below mitzvot is not going to that. What it means without mitzvot? Says yeah, yeah. Ela amar abai rather abai says no. Nikbar arum below otam mitzvah. You you're naked without that mitzvah. I mean, you performed the mitzvah, I guess, of like holding the Torah or rolling the Torah, but you did it in an inappropriate way. You weren't dressed, so you're not going to have the reward of that mitzvah. You sort of canceled out all the good stuff you did because you did it poorly. Um, now, the truth is, what do I mean naked, though? What do I mean naked? Arum. You're naked? It doesn't make any sense. So look at Rashi here. Rashi says, Arum below mitpacha shafif sefer Oh, it makes much more sense. He said, it means Arum is without a cover covering the Torah scroll. It means holding on to the, to the cloth itself. If you're rolling the Torah when you're holding the cloth, so that's problematic. So I mean, obviously, problematic the other way too. But that's not the that's not that's not the hava mina. The is not the obviously wearing clothes. It means that you are uh, holding direct to the, to the cloth. So that's problematic. You don't get the mitzvah for that. Okay, and that's what we're very makbid, right? To make sure that we don't uh, hold on directly to the cloth for that. Okay. I'm Rabbiani Brady Rabbiani Saba Mishmed Rabbiani Rabba. So it's nice to sequence here. Rabbiani, the son of Rabbiani, like the elder, and the name of Rabbiani, the great. Mutav tigalil hamitpacha vayigalal sefer Better for the mitpacha to be rolled and not the servitor to be rolled. Uh, it's not exactly clear to me exactly what this means, but I think the idea is sort of that when you're rolling the Torah, you should be like rolling the cover and not so much rolling the scroll. What does it mean by that? Um, Rashi says, "Ayigalal sefer Torah v'toch hamitpacha." So sort of like you want to be like. 
the point is to treat, treat the Torah scroll itself with, with more respect and make sure the mitpachat is uh, is being like wrapped around the Torah rather than like rolling the Torah into the cover. Okay, so it means that you're, and that point is that you're giving the Sefer Torah more uh, kavod in that way. Okay, now we have the famous end to Masachim Megillah. By Demer Moshe Modei Hashem Abnei Yisrael Mitzvatanshi Korin Otam Kol Achad Echad Bismanos. As we have the Mishnah that uh, from this pasuk that uh, Moshe spoke the uh, Moadim of uh, uh, of Hashem to Bnei Yisrael. The mitzvah is to read each one at the proper time. Okay, so that, that's where we have Kriyat Torah that we spent some time talking about. The different Kriyat Torah for the different holidays right, are relevant to the different holidays. And then we have a beautiful Brayta. Tanu Rabbanu Moshe Tikim Lahem Yisrael Shi Sholim B'Dorshim B'Yenoshal Yom. That Moshe made another Tukah. That they should be sholin b'dorshin b'nyanoshal yom. If you ask questions and darshin about the particular day when it comes up, hilchot pesach by pesach, hilchot atzeret by atzeret, hilchot chag by chag, the laws of pesach on pesach, the laws of shavuot and shavuot, and the laws of sukkot on sukkot. With that, hadran alach b'nei ha'ir, v'sliga masachah magila, mazel tov, v'shikolach to all your hard work and your daily attendance and your daily listening to the uh, record, to the recordings. So mazel tov, mazel tov.